Idiot. From odds.com.au HQ, this is the From the Nosebleeds podcast. Hello and welcome one and all to another episode of From the Nosebleeds. My name is Matt Hickey and we're set for a very, very big show. We've got our moments of the week, our bank builders, throw the throwback, the cult profile, the quiz, and of course we finish things up with the big calls. Now, a famous poet by the name of Paris Hilton once said, no matter, what a, no matter what a woman looks like, if she's confident, she's sexy, and I've got three confident women in front of me here. Jake Eckwood, you're the first at the monster.com.au journal. How are you? Thank you very much, Matt. Um, confident woman, I suppose. We just have to run with it. <laughs> you were just doing your intro before, and I thought, what's he come up with? You look very happy with yourself. Uh, no, good to be back, and um, congrats to the Roosters on winning the NRL Premiership, even though I thought the Raiders were very stiff. But big show, and... Big best hour of the week it is for me, so let's get into it. I, I, th- I had to follow Shakespeare up with something. Uh, sitting next Aaron to you <laughs> is uh, James Lamb from punters.com.au. How are you, James? I'm good, Maddie. These intros are getting weirder by the week. It's <laughs> good what to I'm be here. here. And Isaac Ling from punters.com.au rounds out our table. G'day, Maddie. How are you going? I Morning. must admit, I've got a bit of insomnia this week, so I'm a little tired, but yeah, sitting in a room with you three, it's like getting caffeine injected straight <laughs> into your veins. <laughs> <laughs> I am glad to hear that. Uh, plenty going on in the wide world of sport as always the nrl grand final of course just completed with the roosters getting up there as jake mentioned the afl silly season has really kicked off the tim kelly trades just Wow-y. gone down uh the nbl season has begun the nfl also in the middle of uh, its season the nba preseason starting to heat up and uh, we might hear a bit more about that in the moments of the week we've got bathurst on this weekend as well as the a-league season kicking off it is all happening cricket not too far away big bash signings left right and center Let's go over to you now, Jake, for your moment of the week. So my moment of the week takes place on NRL Grand Final Day, but not in the big one, not the NRL Grand Final, in the state championship, which took place around about 3pm on Sunday afternoon. Myself and Wolf were sitting in the office, uh, plugging away like the good employees that we are. I think we were watching the either the UFC or the boxing, I can't actually remember. And then this popped up on my Twitter feed. So let me set the scene here. The Burley Bears were leading the Newton Jets... 16-14. Was it Newtown Jets, actually? Newtown yeah, Jets. Newtown. I, was, I, I, I wasn't going to correct you, mate. I was just going to let you go. Newton Jets. <laughs> Jack Newton. <laughs> <laughs> Newtown Jets, 16-14, with 12 seconds left on the clock. And then this happened. Play it. Braley, they've stacked the short side. Kick over the top for Militalo and Ferris. Ferris has got the bounce. Jackson Ferris wow. has got the bounce. He'll score an amazing try. And the Jets will steal the stake. And whoever that caller is, I think his <laughs> head may have just <laughs> popped off as well. He's gone through a different register there in his voice. That's incredible. Unbelievable finish. So the kick bounced back perfectly and landed in Jackson Ferris's hands, who ran away with it. And by the time he put the ball down, there was only one second left on the clock. The Hooter actually went just after that, and they won the state championship. Amazing scenes. And if you haven't seen the footage, head over to odds.com.au. The article is titled, Last Second Try Wins Grand Final. And now we're going to go over to you, Lee, for your moment of the week. Yeah, so it's actually happened uh, just earlier this morning. Now, Ben Simmons, uh, not known as much of a jump shooter, obviously a star, star basketballer, but yeah, certainly has a reputation of not being able to shoot very well. Earlier today, he drained his first ever three-pointer for the 76ers. Have a listen. They want him to shoot it. Shoots the three, the fans want it, they're asking 
credit for it, and Ben Simmons is giving it to him. Now, of course, that was in a preseason game, Matty. Is he going to, this se- coming season, finally get well, the monkey off the back in the NBA? Well, I'm very excited about this as well, and it uh, was also my moment of the week. So we've, <laughs> shared a, we've shared a moment of the week there. We're both very excited about Good ben prep, Simmons. boys. <laughs> well, I think it's just, as I'll we tell should you what. be, he's never made an NBA yeah. three-pointer uh, in his in his career. Uh, they, they played a, a None from 18? Something along those lines. That's according to the... Did Ben Simmons make a three Twitter account? <laughs> <laughs> One of the all-time greatest. Uh, they were playing against a, a CBO, so Chinese Basketball Association opponent, the Gangju Long Lions. Uh, apologies. Powerhouse. Uh, they won 144-86. to 86, So, uh, And that was with the shot clock winding down. So I'd like to see him start shooting it in the half-court set offense before I get too excited. But uh, it was very impressive. And just to see the crowd's reaction, I don't think I've ever seen such a standing ovation for just a regular, pretty regular three. His teammates all Yeah, were his teammates pumped? <laughs> Joel Embiid, who's a big seven-footer, came over and pretty much spear-tackled him to the ground. So clearly they all are aware of his uh, struggles. He finished with 21 points, eight rebounds and seven assists in just 21 minutes. So Ben Simmons, if he starts shooting the three, will be almost unguardable, Isaac. Absolutely. And I think... Obviously, missing the um, games for Australia and the World Cup as well. He's gone away and spent a lot of time on his three-ball shooting. So, as you mentioned, look could out have, the rest have. of not just the NBA, but like the the Olympics next year as well. Will be massive if he can start could nailing have. those balls in green and gold. Could have practiced that with the boomers. Yeah, I know. But well, we're still we're still hurting about that. Thing, I understand. In the, in the FIBA, uh, the line's closer as well. So the NBA line's actually further out than the NBL and FIBA line, which not everybody knows, but mm. it's a it's a actually a fair distance away having shot on a three uh, NBA three before. James Lamb, your moment of the week? Bit of a self-indulgent one this week, Maddie. I'm going with <laughs> Moonlight Maid's victory at Flemington last Saturday in the final race of the day, final leg of the quaddie. Oh, okay, there, that's why. <laughs> May have been on at 50 to 1 and she <laughs> boomed down the grandstand side and got the job done for us and uh, we've got her going in the Oaks as well for a bit of a collect. So. And I, geez, I tell you what, I would love to have a bit of an audio of you howling Giving I us a big old wolf howl after that. Yeah, I just would have liked to have got that quaddy set. The one I put on that he gave to me didn't have. Got the Moonlight Maid yeah. set, I think. Yeah. You've got to make adjustments on the run. And it looked, <laughs> looked early days like there was a bit of a bias with the track. So I had to make a couple of adjustments later in the day. The howl was impressive though, I must it admit. Was a, yeah, I was overdue for it. Did we get one now? Too. Did you celebrate that uh, night, James? <laughs> Yeah, we tipped a few in, didn't we? And then we celebrated on Sunday and <laughs> Sunday night. So, yes, is the answer to that, to put simply? <laughs> Sunday yeah, night. Given, given most of that back, actually. <laughs> Sunday night, you were the Shartin Shark. So, <laughs> let's get stuck into those celebrations as well. So, very yeah, well very done. Good. Moving on. Well, we've got to move on to this week. That's where the... Uh, we do. That's where some more money is going to hopefully jump in and we've got some bank builders coming up. Indeed, we do. I will kick things off with my uh, bank builder and... Fellas, I mean, I was carrying the team last week. None of you managed to know your bank builder except for uh, yours truly, thanks to the NBL and the uh, the overs market there. And I had my doubters, but... Uh, you did, actually, so well done with that. Got the chocolates, <laughs> the bank builder. Uh, this time we're going to the golf, the USPGA. It's the Houston Open this week. Uh, and it's a pretty weak field heading over to Houston. So I'm on Cameron Tringale, who I'm sure... You're all familiar with? Not going with Sanjay Yim? No, not going with Sanjay Yim, good friend of the podcast. No, I'm going with Cameron Tringale to finish top 40. Now, it's paying $2, and I think that is uh, very, very good value. That's with Sportsbet. Uh, he was top 45 in 10 of his last 13 events, and that includes six top 20s. And at this course, so at the Houston Open, he's had three top 10s and a tied for 16th. 
at this course. So at two bucks to finish in the top 40, which basically you've just got to make the cut. Mm. Um, I like the look of Cameron Tringale. Uh, so that is my bank builder. Moving along to you, uh, I believe it's you, Jake. It is. So heading to the A-League for my best bet, which you mentioned off the top, does return this weekend. There hasn't been a whole lot of publicity around about the new... Not a whole lot of hype. ...A-League season. There is a new team, of course, coming WNBL starting as well, which I forgot to mention. Western United. We'll come back to that, Matt, if that's all right. Um, so heading to the marquee fixture of the opening weekend in the Melbourne Derby. <laughs> in this game, I'm taking both Victory and City to score at $1.80. So new City boss, Eric... Eric Mombart is employing a very employing, sorry, a very attacking style of play for this season. Already shown with the club making it all the way to the FFA Cup final, but this means they are a chance to get scored against as well, and they have actually been scored against in their last four outings. And victory certainly have the quality to make them pay. So both teams to score in the Melbourne Derby, and that is at at a dollar eighty. And that is my bank builder over to you, Isaac. Yes, I'm um, keen on a horse at Caulfield. It was actually my big call uh, a couple of weeks lonely. ago. <laughs> <laughs> Race dead number two, Trekkie. He did this last week as well, didn't he? Yeah, now he didn't win the other week. He just got a bit too far back, but he ran well, ran on nicely, drops into an easier race this week, uh, gets an extra 100 metres to work with. That'll suit him. There's plenty of speed on. Uh, he's drawn well. He's going to sort of get a soft run, and at about $2.70, he will be smashing the line in the Scalacci Stakes. Get on. James And the winner of the Scalacci Straight into the Everest Yes So Bit on the line For that race And That's not actually A group one On Saturday But there are Four other group ones Uh, We've got the Thousand Guineas Ladbroke Stakes Which was formerly known As the Caulfield Stakes Caulfield Guineas And the Turak Handicap I think the Thousand Guineas Is the race That I want to Play in From a, a bank builder Perspective So Keen on a little two-horse play here, Moose. We've got Flit as the favourite, and I think she deserves to be. She was completely untested in the prelude last start, just went to the line behind a wall of runners. Has she got out yet? She's still yet to get out. So disregard the margin there. That was just a dead-set horror show. Bowman retains the ride, and you'd think he'd be pretty keen to atone. So I think we have 170 of our 200 on Flit at $2.30, returning around 400 and I want to use the other 30 bucks to have it on Emeralds at $14 in the same race. So she was close up behind Yao Dash and Funstar 2-back. We know what sort of horse Funstar is. She's an absolute star. So I think that looks the right form for this. And the $14 is serious overs. So dividing up the bet, 170 on Flit and 30 on Emeralds is my bank builder at Caulfield on Saturday. Moving on from that, time for the throwback with Squid. So boys, as mentioned, the A-League returns this week So I'm heading back to the 2015 Grand Final Melbourne Victory won the game easily, of course By a score of 3-0 over Sydney FC But it was the post-match trophy presentation That got the attention of the world When the then Football Federation chairman, Frank Lowy Did this Right at the final crescendo of the A-League season, everyone were unexpectedly forced to hold their breath. FFH chairman Frank Lowy took a nasty tumble off the stage. 
Oh, no, Frankie, what's he done? <laughs> so Frank Lowy, the chairman of Football Federation Australia, fell straight off the edge of the stage, riding himself into sporting folklore for all the wrong reasons. So he was 84 years old at the time, guys. So it was a fair tumble. He's now 88. He's actually worth, at the moment, $8.26 billion, according to Forbes. And he's ranked as the fourth richest Australian at the moment. So... Pretty, he's made of pretty hard stuff, is Frankie. He managed to get back up on stage and present the trophy to victory captain Mark Milligan and his team. This story did take a little bit of a turn for the worse, though, and I did feel a little bit bad when I was yeah, writing this up. Away over yeah. <laughs> After initially being cleared by the doctors, a few months later he was on holidays in Europe and he was um, actually found to have had a blood clot on his brain so he was rushed in for surgery but he's made a full recovery and that was uh four years ago now and he's going well happy ending so got us thinking guys what other trophy presentations have gone wrong because to honestly it was hilarious when it happened i don't know if you guys remember this it was hilarious it was quite funny at the time but there was some serious concern just because of his age yes i'm glad he's all right well yeah there was over the weekend one nearly went horribly wrong where Jared Warrior Hargraves was yeah. basically, he was told he was going to win the Clive Churchill. And of course, he wasn't the winner. There was a bit of a cock up with getting all the votes in. And Can you run us through exactly what happened? Was it Darren Lockyer, his app wasn't refreshing or yeah, something? And Is they, that what happened? Yeah, the, yeah. so they didn't they got have him on an all, app. The, yeah. all the votes. Because he was voting for the Clive Churchill. Sure, and they then at the, on a piece of paper in yeah, his hands. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. So at the last minute, the words basically come through and they've. I scurried over to the announcer and told him it was actually Jack White. <laughs> that is oh, unbelievable. <laughs> There's a couple of other things that in the NRL so that we'll chat about yeah. in a minute, but yeah, after, over to you, Beast. I uh, got one from the world of football as well. The Cope Del Rey trophy in 2011. I don't even remember. Now, this wasn't at the trophy presentation, but this was real Real Madrid on a bus celebrating with the trophy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they dropped the trophy and the bus actually drove over the top <laughs> of the trophy. <laughs> You've got to go head to YouTube and look for the footage. I saw this when I was reading They're off celebrating this. and the crowd's going nuts. I think there's flares about as well. It's huge. 2011 Cope Del Rey and Real just whoever's at the front of the bus with the trophy drops it and then the bus doesn't realise and just drives right over the top <laughs> of it. Uh, I've got one that probably escaped uh, too many headlines. This was from our Wednesday night indoor <laughs> soccer and competition it didn't make a <laughs> few, few months ago our fearless leader anthony baresi hello if you're listening he, he uh he missed a penalty so the t- scores were tied at the end of the game went to penalties oh, he oh, missed the no, penalty no, that no. would have won us the game would have won us the title he switched off now we get trophies for runners up in that competition and he wasn't happy when he got the trophy and then when we walked out of the gym <laughs> arden street he decided to piff the trophy down the footpath. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, throwing the toys out the cot. He really has. So if anyone found a, a little trophy on Arden Street, <laughs> that one belongs to Anthony Baresi. Runners up our indoor soccer trophy. I like it. <laughs> Very good. And also Rory McIlroy was forced to catch his 2014 PGA Championship trophy after the gentleman that was handing it to him um, spilt it and he had to actually one hand go down and grab it. So he did well. And afterwards he actually doesn't like a bit of confidence, does Rory? So 
said, oh, lucky I've got good hands. <laughs> Get around himself, kind of stuff. So just before we move on, I just want to have a quick chat to Isaac, our resident NRL expert, and have a chat about a couple of key points from Sunday night's grand final. The first one came in the second minute mark when the Roosters trainer was sconned by the footy, and we were yelling out Falcon at the venue where we were enjoying the match. I wasn't uh, yelling what, anything. Yeah, you, you really enjoying you the match at the venue, things, you felt yeah. <laughs> few home truths getting spoken. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you make of that first off? Um, why was it awarded Roosters Ball? Okay, so I've got the rule here in front of, in front of me and it's direct word for word. Where play is irregularly affected in the field of play, the referee shall restart play with a scrum with the attacking team to receive the feed. So it, the ball hitting the trainer's head is ruled to be irregularly yep. affected. So the rule... It was ruled correctly, but I guess there's an issue. Should there be a new rule put in play? Whereas if the ball hits, why is that team getting the ball? Yeah. If their trainer is on the field, sort of obstructing the play. You know what I mean? Yeah. So last year in the AFL grand final, the Pies trainer was close to the ball, as we know. Um, and then Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, it was, Alex yeah. Woodward, yeah. So in, in AFL circles and the in AFL rules, if your trainer is anywhere near the ball, it's a, it's a free kick straight away. So I suppose when I was watching that, I just couldn't believe that it could possibly be awarded to the Roosters. But and also I understand the, the ruling though. Yeah. The, the, it's, uh, then I guess it's up to the referee. Uh, because they were kicking the ball, then who is technically the attacking team? Do they remain the attacking team yeah. despite them just giving up possession, but the other team never took possession? It's just a lot of mm. grey area. you got to feel for the officials, I think. On that yeah, I, I do think they ruled correctly, but I think, yeah, that rule needs to probably be examined. On NRL they, 360, they mentioned that they were going potentially to change that rule the yeah. other way, which I think makes more the sense. The trainer's on the field way too much anyway because <laughs> they're out there. Two minutes in. What's he What's he need to be out there for yeah, two exactly. minutes in? Yeah. Um, he's, also, he's obviously giving in instructions to his players as well. Uh, next one uh, and last one to we'll just have a one. quick chat about is the yeah biggest one of the night and the grand final is going to be known as the six again grand final. What would you read on that, Lingy? Well, it was controversial. Once again, it was... Correct, but that was a massive cock up, and it had a huge impact on the mm. game. Uh, but I, to be honest, the Raiders had their chance to win that oh, match, definitely. and they should have won the match. That yeah, Cronk was off for ten minutes. Didn't score like, at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and obviously, but obviously, they're not going to. Then they would have put a kick in if they had another. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that was yeah. That so was that's the thing that obviously kills them, and it does change the game. A lot of people are saying, oh, they should have remained with the decision of six again, but I don't think the six again itself was the right decision. But well, I think then, then we what was been talking about. Yeah, but I think what was. Obviously, what's incorrect is he's he's verbalised. He said six again. You can hear it, and he's and he yeah, and he's waving and he's his army exactly, yeah, which yeah, means yeah. six again. So, yeah, it's just a, it's an absolute horror show, really, on a few fronts. A good old fashioned shit show, Jake. <laughs> is what it was. The AFL will be happy Would that you, the NRL have butchered their big <laughs> yeah. dance. So. It's a shame because it was such like a, a close and exciting game. Yeah. That was gonna and it's also good. a bit of a shame that it's completely taken the gloss off the fact that the Roosters have. Gone True. back to back Not that they're a very popular team mm. But like that's mean, a huge achievement And they still pretty much Had to cover the entire grand To score that try The game winner in the yeah. end it was, They still had a long way to, So that's you know The, the Raiders can't yeah. Complain about That call impact Yeah their defense definitely. On that front Just to close out On the NRL grand final I thought Ricky Stewart Showed a lot of class In the post game uh, well, all he didn't really say anything Not he? everyone was expecting He, he refrained oh. He refrained Which was yeah, But he also congratulated the Roosters For yeah. a great well, feat For two premierships in a row Yeah but no doubt NRL coaches aren't renowned For biting their tongue In yeah, those types true. of situations So anyway It's time now For our cult profile And we're going to head over To you Isaac Ling 
Cult Profile. Cult Profile. Glad to be back in this chair. I thought I might have been sacked for good after my Ricky Hatton love in a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> so this week's cult hero was born on November 20, 1969, and he had the appearance of someone more likely to be working in a Christchurch post office than playing 251 day internationals for his country. He scored 4,379 one-day runs at an average of 29 and took 203 wickets at an average of 37.5. I'm, of course, talking about New Zealand's much-loved limited overs all-rounder Chris Harris. Appearance-wise, he was a real average Joe-type operator, as I said, (laughs) sort of work in a post office or a library, bald head. On the field, a real... (laughs) Bald head. (laughs) (laughs) Apologies to all the bald listeners out there. (laughs) Yeah, apologies. Um, (laughs) But not really. And, yeah, on the field, he was possibly the ultimate bits and pieces operator he sort of looked like he shouldn't have been much good at any of them but he was pretty good at all of them otherwise known as lugs he played in four world cups chris harris for new zealand and in one of those uh 1996 he actually blasted his lone one day hundred against a very good australian team that's it that's a very very good hundred chris harris has played superbly out there and he did it in partnership with his captain, Rijamon, and it has been quite something to see. Batted left-handed Chris Harris could play all around the wicket, something of like a poor man's Michael Bevan, but he was coming in a bit lower down the order, stopping the rot when I guess the New Zealand uh, top order went particularly shithouse, which in that era Often. was quite... <laughs> yeah. quite yeah. And I think that was a big part of why he was so loved in New Zealand, because he was sort of so reliable... At one point, he actually went 19 consecutive innings, uh, including eight in ODIs, without being dismissed. Wow. Pretty impressive. Uh, of course, his bowling was probably my favourite thing about Chris Harris. If you're watching him from side on, I reckon he dead set looked like a third grade <laughs> medium <laughs> pacer. Bowled these little knobbly right <laughs> hand mediums. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of Pavel Florin. Yeah. They, weren't, they, weren't, they weren't actually described as mediums, though. When he came on to bowl, the graphic would say... Uh, right arm or left arm, whatever he was at the time, slow. Yes. <laughs> it he, wasn't even, not even There's a clip. There's a clip. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. He had these little subtle changes of pace, sort of going from slow, medium to slow. And it was really effective, like sort of, cu- especially in those middle overs. Yeah, definitely. Um, his economy in those 251-day matches he played was 4.28, which is pretty impressive. Best bowling, 5 for 42. And he, yeah, just, as I said, it was by someone who looked like he'd be coming around on during the week and checking your water meter or something. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I feel like he, or, I mean, you mentioned the 100 in 96 as well against us. Always seemed to play well against Australia too. I feel like Kiwis as a whole in cricket used to lift and when they yeah, played they'd against us. Yeah, find another level. Yeah, but he was so hard to get away, wasn't he? No pace on the ball, so hard to get over the fence yeah. for sure. Yeah. He would have, he's someone who I think would have really thrived in the Big Bash T20 era. Oh yeah! I tell you it, what, the New Zealanders have had some good all-rounders. Just they had about through. five all-rounders in the same team at one stage. You go through. You've got Jacob Oram was a limited over specialist. He was an absolute jet. You've got um, Dan Vittori is pretty much an all-rounder by mm. the end of his career. You've got Chris Cairns, and also you throw in Rich, Sir Richard Hadley, I believe, into that mix as well. There's four just off. McMillan the top of my head. went around as well. 
a bit before your time. And it was Nathan Astle. Nathan Astle yeah. used to bowl a bit. But he, he did. Some and really opened the batting, I think, Nathan Astle. He was more of a first to second drop. Yeah. But occasionally, yeah, I think he'd open yeah. in the one days. Some really good all-rounders. Chris Harris is actually 49 as we speak. I reckon he looked about 49 <laughs> 20 years ago. Seriously. <laughs> uh, speaking of run-of-the-mill sort of looking operators who excelled at uh, the top level in sport, you got any for us, Jake? I do. I've got Caleb Daniel playing in the oh, in yeah. the Aussie rules. Um, look, just very sort of small unit. Could easily be a jockey, actually. Is that, that's how small how, he is. Well, how actually tall is Caleb oh, Daniel? How to- I'm not sure. He's probably... Say five nine or something like that. Yeah, not hundred percent sure. Dwayne Dwayne Leverock looked pretty. Uh, oh, Dwayne <laughs> pretty average. One point six eight meters tall, Caleb right, Daniel. So that's that? t- so that's under one hundred seventy centimeters. Yeah, so that's tiny. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Dwayne Leverock, the famous Bermuda cricketer. What a dead set of legend. Yeah, Dwayne Leverock, best catch ever probably at a cricket world cup by the big fella in slip going for his lamby. Uh, one of Collingwood's favourite sons back in the day, the great Presty. <laughs> oh he, yes, he yes, looked like an accountant, one. but he could. Get the job done on the big forwards every week. He used to, he's one of those rare footballers at the time that used to still pull up the socks to the knees, tuck the jumper in, yeah. have his shorts pulled up to his nipples, <laughs> he but he just got the job done every <laughs> single week, Presty. Well, Not, uh, never a hair out of place, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Andrew Gaze has to be one. He does look weird. He was yeah. very tall, but he's had grey hair from when he was about 19 years yeah. old. <laughs> no muscle on him. Real slender man style of operator. Dustin Fletcher sort of fits that yes, race as he well. Does, yeah. uh, and was not necessarily graced with unbelievable athleticism or anything like that. Just could play. And, but if you saw him, apart from his height, obviously, because yeah. he's about six foot seven. But if you just saw him on TV, you'd think, geez, this bloke yeah, isn't this much. this bloke works in middle management yeah, at some finance <laughs> company. Yeah. He'd have a suit that really wears him. He doesn't wear it. Uh, there you go. All right, time for, I believe, everybody's favourite segment, uh, the quiz. Hello and welcome to Let's Get Quizzical. And here's your host, Matt Hickey. Thank you kindly, all involved there, and uh, absolute pleasure, and what a great introduction that was from uh, our MC there. Uh, time for <laughs> Let's Get Quizzical. Uh, now... The theme this week is sports movies. Now, it's on the back of uh, Ride Like a Girl has come out, the horse racing uh, movie, and uh, Space Jam 2 is in production, plus lots of Oscars talk at the moment. Have you seen Ride Like a Girl? I have not seen it yet. Have you seen it yet? Uh, no, I haven't had the we'll chance to, yet. Uh, take the office out. and Well, there's too many people in the office to all take out, but we'll have to head out. Uh, and uh, plenty of Oscar talk at the moment as well because the Joker uh, is out as well. So I thought movies, sport movies, that's the way I'm going to go. Uh, let's first of all test the buzzers. Isaac Ling, we'll start with you. <laughs> JT's laugh. Jeez, that's good. James Lane, indeed. And finally, Jake Eckwood with that lovely, lovely squelch. All right, we will get straight into things. Question number one. What was the name of the baseball movie with Charlie Sheen in it? James. It's called Rounders? It was not called Rounders. <laughs> Isaac Ling. The Rookie. Incorrect. Jake, Who's any seen? idea what the name of the baseball movie with Charlie Sheen in it was called? Uh, I remember the team name. Um, the Cleveland Indians who won the World Series, but I can't think of the name of that. <laughs> and our producer's no. mouthing something. That's actually the bonus point. The uh, movie was actually called Major League. Ah, yeah. Major League. And the bonus yeah. point was if you can guess his character's nickname, which was Wild Thing, which I believe was our Sean producer. Was <laughs> All right, question two. In the movie Benchwarmers... Oh, I haven't seen it. 
What is... Uh, You'll uh, probably still get it. Richie Goodman, one of the characters, his brother Howie is a heliophobic or a heliophobic. What's that a fear of? Just a couple of stunned mullets here. <laughs> what fear. is that a, a fear, fear of? A fear of stunned mullets. <laughs> heliophobic. Uh, I'm just going to have a crack. Yeah. Um, go on bald. Incorrect. James. Balloons. Incorrect. <laughs> Fish. Incorrect. It's the fear of sun, sunlight, or any bright light. So in the movie, an, I think an electric start to this quiz. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Three actually real eats movie buffs. Eat <laughs> <laughs> sunscreen. I knew I was in trouble. All right, here we go. This is an audio question. Let's. Uh, what movie is this audio from? Well, Dick, here's the deal. I'm the best there is. Plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. And nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just, a, I'm just a big, hairy Ricky American Bobby. winning machine. You ain't first. Is the, 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 the guy talking? <laughs> and it's correct. Um, Will, Ferrell, Will Ferrell plays him. Yes, correct. He's a car driver. Correct. Oh. Bathurst. <laughs> so far, <laughs> Bathurst is not the name of the movie. <sighs> oh, I do. I know. Talladega right, Nights. Correct. And Jake Eckwood gets on the board. It took, <laughs> took about an <laughs> hour to get an answer. <laughs> All right, question number four. Which NBA legend played a genie in the movie Kazan? <laughs> Isaac Ling. Shaquille O'Neal. Correct. Oh, Good darn. guess. Isaac. The only one I, I was knew. probably going to go MJ then. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. All right, question number five. What's the name of Happy Gilmore's rival? Shooter McGavin. Correct. <laughs> hey, <James>. shooter. <laughs> James. James Lamb. You're going to need a beast town. Oh, some town yeah. loose. <laughs> James came into this quiz uh, saying he was really talking a big game, saying he's going to clean up, and he's got some. Yeah, until I found out what the subject <laughs> can we, was. Can we can please get a though, score update? Uh, it's Squid Two, Isaac One, James Goose Egg Zero. Can I just say though, that is the best movie ever. Happy Gilmore. That is so yeah, good. That, that is an absolute yeah. ripper. All right, question six, audio question. Let's listen to the audio first, then we'll ask the question. Sweaty. Talking swamp. Sweaty. Let's fill a bathtub full of sweat. Right. <laughs> this is such a movie. What rating is this movie? <laughs> All right, the question is, what movie is this song from, James? Semi-pro. Correct. Oh, bang, bang. A, Bonus point. He didn't know. And Bonus then. point, if you can guess the artist, the character who sings it, who is played by Will Ferrell. Yeah. Shit, what's his name? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to get it. His name, anybody? No. Jackie Moon uh, is yeah. his name. All right, question Jackie Moon. seven. The Last final, question. This is the final question. This is the final question. It's a multiple choice question. Wait, so can we get the score, please? So it's Jake on two. That's why he wanted the score. Uh, James is on one. Isaac is on one. All right, multiple choice question. So everyone familiar with the movie Mighty Ducks? Ooh, yes. yes. Quack, quack. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who can tell me how much money the original made at the box office it's a multiple choice is it a 30 million b 40 million c 50 million or d 60 million james when in doubt go for c 50 mil that is correct <laughs> so james and squid no, tied at 2-2 isaac i'm sorry you'll find a way to win this. i do have the tiebreaker question it's first in all right so this is not a closest to the mark it's just a regular question who is the lead in space gm 2 MJ. Correct. Uh, Jake Edwards, Squid, you are the winner of the quiz. Congratulations. It'll yeah. be your tea. I'll take. Uh, oh, no, Lingy has Wait, to buy. Wait, did you say MJ? He? Yeah. 
That's sorry. That's incorrect. Space Jam. Too late, mate. You've already awarded it's LeBron. No, it's LeBron James. Sorry, You've that's already incorrect. awarded it. No, you awarded the winner. James Land. This is, is the more winner. controversial Jeez. than the NRL grand final. Space, <laughs> Space Jam Two. Space Jam Two. Sorry, I got ahead of myself. No, there. But yeah, you did. But you still awarded me the win. So no, no. Well, I've taken it back. Got to be one of the great Isaac? officiating cock-ups <laughs> of since the NRL grand yes. final. <laughs> since Sunday's NRL grand final. What are you doing? He was so confident. I just assumed this out there. Can you imagine Beast if he was awarded it? Imagine the song and dance he would put on. Just because you got the question wrong, Jake. I'm sorry, but James, an unbelievable comeback. Correct. It is LeBron James, and that is the end. What odds was I in the run there during that quiz? Well, I'd, I'd can you out. You're 100 to 1. Well, I'll tell you what, sports people would have paid out because they paid out in the Raiders yes. the other night. You'd want a justice refund if you're on the squid. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> that yeah. was almost an exact replica. The fact remains that he got the last question completely wrong. Yes. So yeah, but he doesn't deserve uh, Exactly. It. Thanks, James. Oh, I'm not I saying I deserve it. I just think it's hilarious how he it said is correct. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I got, you just said it with such gusto and confidence <laughs> that I uh, He's not the first one to stuff up a tiebreaker question. <laughs> 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 All right, it's time for Big Call. Uh, we take a look at the leaderboard and look, to be honest, it wasn't a great time for us all last week. I think there was uh, no big calls and one bank builder nailed. So uh, say goodbye to the power skate jet board, the stand-up uh, board with a motor in it that I oh, had no. set for us <laughs> last week. I know you're all very disappointed about that. Uh, I've had a look on uh, for the car that we can get. and I think we're just going to have to settle with a 98. Uh, Toyota Camry Keep it nice and simple It's an auto so Good car the Camry Very reliable, reliable. Yeah. It's done 263,000 kilometres But let's be honest You could probably do another 700,000 kilometres on that. It's a Camry <laughs> uh, Only a four speed auto But that's alright We'll manage We don't have to go quick We just have to get from point A to point B um, I'll kick <laughs> things off With my big call uh, I'm taking a three leg multi So start off with Cameron Tringale in the, To finish top 40 in the Gulf That's at the Houston Open then I'm going to take uh, Philadelphia to beat the Vikings, to beat Minnesota in the NFL. Uh, Philly are away, but that, uh, to me, I think the bookies have got that market upside down. I think uh, the Eagles are on the trot, uh, two two wins on the trot, and they uh, have switched on. They look very, very tough to stop at the moment. And then finally, I'm taking the new team in the NBL, the Melbourne Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, to beat the Brisbane Bullets. It's going to be uh, the Phoenix's first home game. It's Brisbane's second game of a doubleheader. No Ty Wesley for the Phoenix, but I think they've still got the players to do the job uh, against a Ty Bullets team. That's a three-league multi that comes out at $10.90. Power play with Sportsbet, and that is my big call. <laughs> Over to you, Jake Eckwood. Good start by the Phoenix, of course, last Thursday night in the NBL season, knocking off their crosstown rivals. Indeed. So I'm heading to the A-League for my big call this week in taking a four-leg multi. I like reigning champion Sydney FC to beat Adelaide United. Western Sydney Wanderers to open their brand-new stadium with a win over the Mariners. Both teams to score in the Melbourne Derby, which, of course, was my bank builder. And Perth Glory to open their campaign with a win over Brisbane Roar at home. I'm expecting big things from the glory this season. I'm actually taking them to win the grand final. Head over to odds.com.au for that season preview. So just to clarify, Sydney FC, Perth Glory and the Wanderers all to win into both teams to score in the Melbourne Derby, which gets you a collect of $11.63. And that is my big call. Over to you, Lingy. Yes, um, it's spring carnival time, so I'm going to be spending a fair bit of time in James's turf. Uh, Caulfield Race 7, number 10. There's a horse called Dancer Terrier, overseas galloper. Uh, plenty of good form over the 2,000-metre trip. Uh, 
ran well behind an international superstar in Enable a couple of starts back. Uh, I think our the local weight for age middle distance horses aren't overly inspiring. So happy to take the pun on this bloke first up at around $8.50. That is my big call. James? Yeah, I don't mind that from you there, Lingy. Certainly a leading chance. I'm going to the Guineas on Saturday. Favourite in the Guineas, Dallasan has drawn the car park, which I think has opened up the race a fair bit. And I'm going to go with number five, Super Seth, at $13 and $4 for the place. So he drew number f- uh, he drew barrier 14 in the Guineas prelude. He got back, found a bit of trouble, but like the way he hit the line, he clocked basically the same final 200 as Dallasan. But So I think he's been a touch overlooked here. He's bred to appreciate the extra 200 and maps to sit a hell of a lot closer from barrier five. He shouldn't be out the back like he was last start. So, Super Seth, $13 a win, $4 the place. That is my big call for the week. I think we're set for a big fill-up this week, boys. I'm just quietly confident that it's going to be a real big old fill-up this week for the from the nosebleeds, and we'll be back to that power ski jet board in absolutely no time. <laughs> Don't you boys worry. Uh, I think that's about all we have time for. But quickly, before we finish up, Jake... Uh, I am playing you this week in NFL Fantasy. I thought you were going to apologise for the quiz debacle, but obviously not. Oh, no apologies necessary. <laughs> there, mate. I don't know what you're talking about. This is um, just unbelievable scenes of quiz. Uh, I just want to get on record. Uh, burger that there? Yep, absolutely. So, uh, uh, so I'm sitting at four and one at the moment. Uh, the fighting squids, of course. Um, and yourself, Dak to the future, three and two. But I also did notice uh, your team name, Dak to the future. Who's sitting on your bench? Pretty sure it's Dak Prescott, yeah, isn't it? Well, at least I drafted him last year. Uh, that was my team name. Didn't even have him in my side so. <laughs> so you got Deshaun Watson at QB here of course um he's going very well but look out mate because I've got the app on my phone which means I can actually look at it because I haven't been looking at it the first five I'll, weeks I'll tell you what I'll be pretty filthy if he ends up beating <laughs> me because I was the one who actually got him to join our league because we needed a player so if he knocks me off I'll be pretty upset uh burger uh, bet it is mate burger bet lock that in uh that is all we have time for make sure you uh subscribe rate and share with all your friends please the from the nosebleeds podcast uh jake you'll be back yep looking forward to it and just before we go um obviously guineas this saturday's racing starting to fire up so head over to odds.com.au for all lamby's tips and punters.com.au as well james you'll be back next week i will be not if you land another quaddy though he might take a two-week vacation (laughs) isaac you'll be back Hope so. Are you hosting the quiz again, though? <laughs> yeah, well, that may... That's, uh, that's There's a clip. There's a clip. <laughs> that, will, that one will have to be decided in the future, I think. We'll get a statement from the official... Yeah, I think we need one. ...official <laughs> team. All right. Uh, until then, tune in next week for another episode of From the Nosebleeds.